This is the eHealth Radio Network, your source for health advice on demand. And now your host, Eric Michaels. Thanks for joining us once again here on the Health Radio Network. This is your host, Eric Michaels. Today we're speaking with, once again, Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the courts for the past decade. Also, Dr. Martinez has been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years, engaging in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations, as well as continues to see a small caseload of individual and couples clients through telemental health services. Her large catalog of articles for the Huffington Post and EverydayPower.com can be seen in the show notes from her work as a contributor for both publications. And today's topic and focus is how to optimize your emotions and maximize your productivity. And Dr. Martinez, thanks for joining us once again. Oh, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. So Dr. Martinez, let's get things underway here today, looking at how to optimize your emotions and to maximize your productivity. Uh, you really could do this any time of year, but I think January is a great time to take a look at and focus in on this topic. So let's get started. And first question for you, what are some of the reasons that people feel like they are not accomplishing enough? Okay, thanks. Well, there's several reasons that people can feel like they're not accomplishing enough. Uh, One reason might be that people have set goals that are too high and unrealistic for their particular skill set and abilities. Uh, Perhaps they've set goals that are too high before they're ready to work on them. Another reason might be that people have set uh, unreasonable goals or or that they've set, sorry, reasonable goals, but they have not yet um, taken the steps to accomplish them. This can be for several reasons. Some of them, um, and you have sort of touched on a little bit on them already, have been um, disorganization, procrastination, or they're struggling to break things down into the small manageable steps that we've talked about in a number of the segments that we've done already. Both of these issues can make us feel inadequate, and they are working against us accomplishing enough or feeling like we're accomplishing enough. But both, uh, both of those need to be looked at so that the person can set more reasonable goals and so they can accomplish things on schedule and as planned. And to take that even further, are there common tasks or, or, and or characteristics of individuals who either have this feeling or do struggle with accomplishing their goals? Absolutely. Uh, people who feel like they're not accomplishing enough, um, when we look at this and we look at those two first issues that I was just talking about, um, the first issue we'll start with, uh, people who are setting unrealistic goals about beyond their ability level. Uh, let's take, for example, Math and science aren't my strong suit, so I'm not going to be applying to go on a space shuttle mission anytime soon. Um, so that doesn't mean that I'm intellectually inferior to people that are within that. I just happen to know not my strong suit, so I'm not going to focus on tasks that uh, those are. I'm going to look at things that are in my strengths, not my, not my weaknesses, and we need to focus on things that are within those wheel, within our wheelhouse. Too often, people get themselves in a position where they either set a goal or agree to a goal and a skill set that is within a weakness area. So even though they fully realize realize that they agree to something and they're not going to excel at it. And so um, they, might actually, they may actually try extremely hard to accomplish it, but they're not going to be able to do what they set out to do. Um, and so they're going to be unsuccessful at the task. Um, it was not for a lack of effort or a lack of talent. It's just not in their skill set. Uh, they're not trained in it. They haven't learned it. Um, they, you have to do what you know, um, and and then you can try to learn more as you go. Many of us take um, take on jobs and projects that are outside of our ability, um, 
And so we can't finish that job. Um, we have talked about this uh, in, in our last segment um, where we talked about learning to say no and learning assertiveness skills. We have to learn to say no to things that we are not able to do. Um, we're doing more harm to our employer, to any customer, into our feelings of our own adequacy um, when we take these types of tasks on. It's important to look at and accept positions, projects that are within our strength base. Um, and looking carefully and saying yes to these types of projects sets us up for success. Um, it also increases our sense of accomplishment. And by doing what we're trained to do um, and that we have a natural talent for, we increase our chances of success and self-esteem. Um, taking our time to focus on those things and getting them right um, is also um, our ability to sort of crawl before we can walk. Uh, and we also will accomplish more. Um, if we set the next one, um, that we had talked about, if we set unreasonable goals that are beyond our skill set and things that we've learned, we're setting ourselves up for failure. We can't accomplish, um, it's not that we can't accomplish these goals in our careers, we're just not going to be successful. Um, but if we set things that are realist, set goals that are realistic in our skill set, um, within our training, our education that we've received, then we're going to be able to take these on. Um, while it's wonderful to have goals and to want to learn things, we have to be realistic. Um, it's unrealistic to offer to do things that we have no training and skill in. Um, we can, we would be trying and failing. We can do things such as um, offering to shadow individuals um, within our work that have learned things and observe them um, if somebody is willing to do that. We, we could be, um, this ties back to the very first segment that we did um, when we're learning to ask for help. Um, and, and if we remember that we talked about learning to ask for help from the appropriate person who's within that skill set versus somebody who's not within that skill set, if we um, ask somebody if we can shadow them, and shadowing is a nice um, thing to offer or to ask somebody to do because really you're just observing them. You're not asking somebody to do something that is putting them out. Uh, but you have to be careful. And if we remember, um, we ask we have to give people the right to say no. Uh, when we ask somebody, well, we have the right to ask, somebody has the right to say no, because some people that feels like too much or they get anxious or they feel overwhelmed, but that is an option to learn a new skill and to do something, um, the idea of letting somebody teach. Um, we have to focus on uh, a few more things for this, the process, not the product. And by this, uh, sort of like not the end result, the first time you learn to cook something or bake something, it may look like a disaster, but the process that goes into it, the ingredients, um, of it, learning how to do uh, the skill set and sort of not what comes out from it um, when we're observing something. And lastly, putting things all together, and that is um, being able to put those new skills together if you want to learn them. Uh, people who don't do these things, um, who try to do something outside of that, can become some of these things that we look at because you would ask about the personality can become exceptionally frustrated with themselves because they're trying to do something they don't know how to do. Uh, they can become exasperated uh, because because the same thing they don't they're trying to do a skill that they don't know how to accomplish. Um, they can become um, they don't know how to get from point A to point B. And if they lack those organizational skills uh, that we talked about, they don't know how to do those small and manageable steps uh, that we had talked about. Something. Um, one last thing, this may sound in our tech age of all these organizational skills when people are using, you know, sort of Apple Watches and all these tech planners is something that is very old school that I tell a lot of my students and patients to do is that 
uh, people can't keep track of things as easily with all of the um, electronic calendars and things like that. I actually, and especially with students, I have them um, and, and at work, I have people actually go out and buy a physical planner and I have them map out any, at the beginning of the term, assignments or people at work, if they have a lot of different projects, I have them at the start of big projects, actually in a physical planner, go map out all of the assignments, the syllabus, all of the big projects that they're doing and physically map them out and so that they have a visual aid that they can look at and compare and they can see when there is a busy time, busy weeks when big projects are all coming up and due, but they can also see when they have some breathing room so that they can get ahead, catch up, see when they're able to have some space to catch up on things or when they um, are gonna have big deadlines and things are all gonna be falling on top of each other. And this, people have come back to me time and again and told me how much this has helped them because they can visualize it. They can't do it as well electronically on a screen or on a small, on a tiny electronic device. And so that's just one suggestion for our little listeners. I yeah, certainly appreciate your thoughts on that. That is most helpful. Now, looking at emotions, what do our emotions and maximizing our productivity have to do with each other? Sure, Absolutely. Maximizing your productivity um, is a real com- is a really common theme in today's uh, working world. Um, no one would argue the concept that an individuals who have the best control of their thoughts and emotions are more productive and more successful than those who are not. Learning to control our emotions um, can even build upon the most um, useful ones that help us to be most successful, the most successful versions of ourselves. Um, in a professional environment, full control of our emotions is successful. Um, for everyday functioning, but it can also take take us to new levels um, to build upon our productivity and success. Um, Some of the emotions that prevent us from being successful in what we're doing are um, individuals who are very frequently worrying, who have high levels of stress, who are easily angered, who are very judgmental, who are easily overwhelmed, or who are struggling with resentment. Um, emotions like these in the workplace are counterproductive and they keep us from reaching our full potential. Um, keep, they keep us in a negative mindset and they, ca- they cause us to lose focus and to be off task. And so it's just better and essential for us to learn to control these emotions and keep them out of the workplace as much as possible. If we can learn to shift our focus um, off of these emotions, that enables us to achieve a fuller potential and be extremely productive uh, towards our goals. And learning to switch these to um, more positive emotions that are um, things such as being solution-focused, problem-solving, inquisitive, attentive, um, and to believe in our own capabilities helps us to achieve um, much more uh, productive and um, greater success within the workplace. Certainly appreciate the coverage and focus here today. We're speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez once again, who is an independent medical expert assisting the courts and also an adjunct professor. She engages in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations and offers individual and couples consulting via telemental health services. And she's joined us here once again on eHealth Radio Psychology and Personal Development Channels, a part of the eHealth Radio Network. Now, next question for you, Dr. Martinez, what types of qualities and positive emotions would one want to incorporate into their workday to achieve greater productivity? I touched on these a little bit at the end of the last uh, segment. Um, being positive can be contagious. Um, I joke with some of my friends, they call me Cindy Lou, who 
but being positive actually is contagious. While you may have the occasional crabby person who does not appreciate your exuberance, uh, most people do feed off a positive attitude and it makes them wanna be positive as well. Uh, people will often follow um, in the example. Being solution focused, which I've talked about in a number of other segments, nothing is worse than somebody who points out a lot of problems but has no solutions. But people do notice uh, someone who uh, points out a problem but has a solution they bring along with them. And these people are often very um, successful within a workplace. Uh, being a problem solver, which ties in with that, um, goes along with being solution focused. And when this type of person um, does not get stuck in a problem and comes and brainstorms and tries to have various ways to solve it and is not complaining, they stand out um, within, within an organization or a workplace. Being inquisitive, this is a great quality to possess. Um, they increase productivity. Uh, this person who, there, there are no stupid questions. And this person often gets a group going towards solving problems and coming towards solutions. Uh, being attentive um, helps maximize, maximize productivity. Um, the, truth, the truth is saying that um, the, the truth lies in the details. This is absolutely true. Um, and uh, people appreciate the, the difference in noticing the small details and keeping things from breaking down. So those are just five of the top qualities that really help in the workplace um, in terms of uh, being productive and being the type of person that people want to be around and be a real team player. Yeah, good stuff right there. Really do appreciate that. Now, lastly, since setting goals too large and making progress can be an issue for these individuals, how can things look differently and what small changes could they make right away to see a difference? Oh, absolutely. Um, the types of things that people should be doing to move for, to have some forward momentum towards their goals is to really believe in their own capabilities. Belief is a really important positive emotion that's going to help maximize your productivity. Uh, belief in ourselves may be the most important sense that we can have. If we believe in our ability to achieve our goals, we, we're more likely to succeed. Uh, we have a belief in ourselves. Um, if we, ex we have to believe in ourselves if we expect others to believe in us. Also, belief in ourselves is the ability to project that we, that we lead to success and that is contagious to the rest of the team. If we have that, we can start off well, and it actually helps us to uh, do those small manageable steps to have those small successes, and it really is going to be contagious and help us to stay focused and on task, and it will take us throughout the year. Again, Dr. Martinez, always great to have you, and thanks for the focus here today and the topic, again, how to optimize your emotions and maximize your productivity. Certainly timely to kick off a new year, as we're well into January already, but I think it serves pretty much any time of year that we could be more productive. So thanks for that. If listeners wanted to tap into your resources, services, and or to get more information on yourself or to be in contact, where's the best place to do so? So you can reach me at my website at drnikkimartinez.com. That's D-R-N-I-K-K-I-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z.com. They can find me at LinkedIn at the LinkedIn website and N-I-K-K-I-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. Um, they can see any of my archive articles um, at, in the show notes for everydaypower.com, HuffPost, and at the new site I'm a contributor for, which is resilientstories.com. And of course, listeners, as always, you can draw your attention to the show notes to pick up all these links mentioned accordingly. Dr. Martinez, all the best. And again, we thank you for joining us here today on ELTH Radio. Thank you so much.
Once again, we've been speaking with Dr. Nikki Martinez, who has been working as an independent medical expert to assist the court for the past decade and has also been an adjunct professor for nearly 14 years as she engages in domestic and international consulting for various individuals, groups, and organizations and offers individual and couples consulting via telemental health services. And for contact and or for more information, visit Dr. Nikki Martinez. And again, this has been your host, Eric Michaels, and we do thank you for your continued support of the Health Radio Network. Join us again soon for another episode that will help further expand your knowledge on those things that are important to your health and wellness. For more Health Radio reports, we invite you to visit our main radio channel site at ehealthradionetwork.com. And as always, we do thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the eHealth Radio Network. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit eHealthRadioNetwork.com.